This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. You are on Cruise Control. Welcome, everyone. It's Fred Staub at the wheel of the Cruise Control van. Les is over there doing some calculations. He's been measuring That's the right. van for electric carry conversion. The, carry the three uh, square root of... Uh, uh, okay, I figure we're run, we've run out of gas. Well, if we've run out of gas, so I'm thinking you. I know you have some several motors from uh, elevators. Maybe we can put one of those <laughs> on the front of the van. Okay, we and could do that. You have electrify. some batteries. Uh, I'll have to come up with those during the next break. But uh, electric crossovers, refreshed favorites, and plenty of tech. Well, it sounds like our uh, cruise control radio show. But no. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> but yes, it is all part, or it was all part, of the L.A. Auto Show. we got a lot to get to, don't we, Les? That's absolutely true. And uh, over at Infinity, they've got plans for gas-generated electric vehicles, but they don't want you to call them a hybrid. And Lincoln's Corsair gains a plug. Hmm. Sounds like electric to me. Mm-hmm. And the Nissan Sentra gets redesigned, and the Kia Stinger gets refreshed. For a while, we thought it might go away. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're looking for a deal this weekend, well, we've got one that includes the Jeep Gladiator and the Mustang Bullet. You never get a deal on the Mustang Bullet, but looks like your luck is changing here this weekend, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And speaking of Mustang, you got to see the reveal of the Mustang Mach-E electric crossover this week up in New York. Mm -hmm. I did. And uh, that's very, very cool. And you managed to get uh, the marketing manager for the Mustang-E to Mach-E to come and join us today. Yes, Christine Sanders will be joining us and kind of filling us in uh, Interesting story. There was a lot of debate whether it should be called a Mustang or not, and the, they even put out, Ford even put out a little movie about it. Bill Ford was like, "Now nah, you can't call it a Mustang. But Jim Hackett came in and said, yes, you can. And uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, hand-wringing. Because remember, they used to call that Mustang Mach-E, a mu uh, before it was called the Mustang Mach-E, it was called the Mustang-inspired crossover now they've That's dropped right. that and it is a mustang and it's got the uh, prancing pony on the front and in a number of places so it is more than mustang inspired it is a mustang and uh, i did get to see it and i was pretty impressed with it of course you didn't get to drive it but it it's quite nice and we will talk about that and uh, get the inside story on that all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control radio don't forget, if you miss the show, you can check us out on our podcast edition. Uh, go over to CruiseControlRadio.com to find out about that and find it at your favorite podcast listening app. <laughs> All there on Cruise Control Radio. We'll be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. It's your on-air automotive magazine, and we are going to be spending a lot of time this hour talking about electric and electrified vehicles. That's the future, and the future's now. <laughs> he sounds so Carl Sagan. Well, <laughs> there are there are billions and billions of of electric, electric vehicles. <laughs> that's right. But the fact is, uh, it is the future, and and they're Agreed. already like 55 or so electric uh, type vehicles for sale in this country and far more now gonna be coming, uh, going have been up. introduced at, yeah, at the uh, LA Auto Show. And, you know, Infinity uh, was right there with, uh, with their electrified but not hybrid vehicles. Yes, gas-generated EVs. And uh, by the way, they celebrated their 30th anniversary at the 2019 L.A. Auto Show. And wow. they have some edition uh, 30 versions of the Q50 and QX50. But they're also talking about how they want to go forward. And they are trying to uh, have people uh, not, um, well, get that range anxiety situation. Uh, and they're doing it in an interesting way, and this is something that's going to be need some explanation. So we'll we'll start by explaining it right here. They are not calling their vehicles hybrids; they're calling them gas-generated EVs. So it is a full electric vehicle with motors and batteries, uh, but it also has an engine that, as the car goes down the road the engine runs and charges the battery so it is it was a, it's as if you took an electric car and put a generator in the trunk very is, very similar to what uh, the Chevy Volt uh, did mhm yes um, and, and it makes perfect sense uh, why not just have a, a, a generator rolling with you yep and uh, so I guess that, that's sort of like, it, when you think about it, it's sort of like a locomotive, right? The diesel yeah. engine does not yeah. have a drive shaft that goes to the train trucks. It generates electricity, and it powers, in that case, I don't think they even have a battery. That just powers them directly, you know, yeah, and generates it. it. But it, it's sort of, the, sort of the same idea, in a sense, with a battery in the middle of it all. So... Uh, what's interesting though, I, I guess if you fire this up and the battery's dead, that the engine will run all the time and will kind of function like we just said, like a train where it's just, uh, supplying the electricity to the wheels right away, right to the motor that supplies it to the wheels right away. 
So uh, there will also be uh, regeneration, braking regeneration, uh, that will add some power to this battery as well. Interesting uh, approach to this, though, right? It is, and and I do think, uh, and even back when the Volt came out, um, I just think this is a really good solution for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, needs that people have. So you ha- you basically have an electric car mm-hmm. that you can drive on a trip, right. and uh, the the engine, of course, is a, would be a constant speed engine. Right. You know, no reason for it to rev up and down. Yeah, you don't have to uh, use a lot of RPM for this, right? No, that's right. You just gear it so it could run maybe, you know, 1,500 RPM or so, nice and quiet. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Will we see more of these, Les? I mean, obviously, if it's in Infinity, we're going to see it at other places, aren't we? We are. I I think that this will be... Of a good long-running solution for for range between having uh, high-range battery-powered cars and then these, I think you'll see uh, traditional hybrids go away. I want a 500-mile range battery with this setup too, so I can basically drive to Florida without stopping. What do you think? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all you have to do is stop for gas. That would be amazing to take a van and pack it with batteries and this drivetrain and just see how if could you drive across the United States without ever stopping. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Yeah. Well, there you go. It sounds like a challenge. It sounds like something the Grand Tour guys would do, doesn't it? Uh, I think we'll see it. Yeah, I think we will see it too. Well, there you have it. Gas-generated EVs, another term to add to your jargon holster so keep it tuned to cruise control radio when we come back we're going to tell you about lincoln's corsair getting a plug and the nissan sentra getting refreshed all on cruise control radio for the latest updates on cruise control follow us on twitter at cruise control rad That's c-r-u-i-s-e-c-t-r-l R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We still are, t- are dealing with the uh, LA Auto Show and the, just a whole host of uh, new vehicles announced and shown. And uh, one that got a lot of attention was the uh, 2021 Lincoln Corsair Grand Touring that uh, it becomes a plug-in hybrid. Yeah, this is their smaller crossover. I tell you, Lincoln's been doing gangbusters. I mean, their vehicles are quiet luxury vehicles. They are so enjoyable to drive. They're so quiet, so luxurious on the inside. And Lincoln Corsair is their small crossover, which shares its uh, underpinnings with the Ford Escape. And uh, this time, it was revealed that uh, they have the plug-in hybrid version, which adds a plug, <laughs> and a rear motor for all-wheel drive. Uh, the front of the Corsair powertrain is the same as the Ford Escape, with a naturally aspirated big block 2.5-liter inline-four and an electric motor powering the front wheels. 
And now in the back, Lincoln added yet another electric motor with a single-speed transmission to power the rear wheels. That's what the way Toyota has been uh, doing it with the Prius, the RAV4 Hybrid, and the Lexus UX250H. So now it has a total of 266 horsepowers, <laughs> and an in- that's an increase of 66 over the Ford, um, over the Ford Escape. And uh, it allows it to be all-wheel drive, uh, which is a great way to do it because uh, you're, you're just basically running wires back there and a motor. You're not having a rear end and a um, you know, drive shaft and uh, all that. Um, supplying power to the Corsair Grand Touring is a 14.4 kilowatt-hour battery which Lincoln says will provide enough power to drive about 26 miles on a charge. And uh, since this vehicle was designed with this in mind, the motor or the battery do not take up any interior space, so the capacity and passenger room stays the same. I like it. That's good engineering. Yeah. Uh, Very, very cool. Uh, No price has been announced yet, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot more all-wheel drive vehicles, uh, at least where we are, everyone wants all-wheel drive. Do you find that everyone says, I need something with all-wheel drive? They don't necessarily say, I need a crossover anymore. I was having this conversation with a neighbor, but they want all-wheel drive, Um, especially where I am. It's kind of hilly, and they really don't plow that well sometimes. And I've gotten into situations where it's a little hairy with a front-wheel drive car. Um. But uh, I, I think this is a great way to add all-wheel drive to everything. And once again, 26 miles on that battery, that can get most people through a week, can it? Well, it can if you live close to your uh, train station or, you know, if you happen to live down the street from where you work or, you know, a few blocks away, that's, that's just ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Cool stuff. Uh, over to a more conventional car, but a great car just the same. A Nissan Sentra got a complete redesign for 2020. Nissan has really been pounding away with some great sedans. They have the Versa, which is an incredible value if you're looking for a small car that gets like 40 miles to the gallon. This is a little bit bigger, and it will be uh, taking on a rival such as the Honda Civic and the Mazda 3. Uh, but they've done a lot of things. They've made it a little wider, and they made look at the interior, Les. This is the Sentra. Look at that. Yeah, it's per- it's amazing that the the Sentra used to be such a basic little tan plastic, uh, completely interior car. unadorned you know, transportation. It just you know it ran well. Yeah, but it just offered nothing. Yeah. And uh, it gets a new engine, a new two-liter four-cylinder engine with 149 horsepower, which is, um, and 194 horsepower, 149 horsepower and 146 pound-feet of torque. That's a 20 and 16 percent increase over the 1.8 that it replaces. And uh, I, I think they've done a, a really nice job with the interior. I'll say it again. Uh, it is just kind of kind of stunning <laughs> for a vehicle. It's amazing. Of this uh, size and, and uh, stature. So uh, solid sedans over at Nissan for sure. Another vehicle that was supposed to be a big hit that didn't become a big hit 
uh, and it means it's time for a midlife refresh, is the Kia Stinger. Uh, this was supposed to be the halo car, but uh, it hasn't been that much of a halo for Kia, unfortunately. Uh, now, the order guide for the 2020 model was uncovered by Cars Direct, and the 2020 Kia Stinger will no longer be offered uh, with the 2-liter base and premium trims. Instead, both uh, will be swapped out with a new trim called the GT Line, which will start at 34000 That's only $100 more than the base trim. So they get more sportier design elements for just a little more money. Uh, the uh, new GT Line will come with a twin-scroll turbo 2-liter inline-four with 255 horsepower. And uh, you're going to get um, some nicer interior bits as well. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically kind of kind of rejiggering the, um, the lineup is what they're basically doing with this uh, midlife refresh, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, this was a big disappointment for, for Kia because uh, the Stinger really was expected to be just a super desirable. But uh, the public went away largely from sedans. Right, and certainly from two-door coupes. Yep, oh yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, the timing, the car's great, but the timing was bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, let's see what happens with this refresh. It's, uh, it's hard to overcome a situation like this, but let's, let's see what happens with this on Kia. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Coming up, we're going to talk uh, extensively about the Mustang Mach-E electric crossover. Christina Sanders, who is uh, the marketing manager for the vehicle, will be with us. But before that, let's talk some deals of the week, Les. And here's one, since we're talking about Mustangs. You don't typically hear about deals on the Bullet Mustang. But we've got a discount for you. And you can save up to $3,500 on the Ford Mustang. This Interesting. Is according to a, a discount discovered by Cars Direct. And uh, this is a $3,500 dealer cash deal on the Mustang. Uh, and that brings the starting price down from $47,690 to $44,190. $44,190. And um, I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, this bulletin was sent to dealers, and Ford is also combining a trade-in bonus with 0% financing. So there you have it. If you're for, looking for a bullet, you might find one on your dealer's lot, and you can save yourself $3,500. Uh, and it is a Black Friday deal, believe it or not. Hmm. Now, will the dealers tell potential buyers about this if they don't know? Well, you have to check it out on Carl's Direct, or frankly, you and I just gave people a tip on the way to save $3,500. Well, so, <laughs> but, but here's another one. If you are thinking about, if you have a, a couple of certain brands here, and you are thinking about buying a Jeep Gladiator, well, Jeep will pay you money to do that. The largest discount to date on the 2020 Jeep Gladiator. Uh, if you are a Conquest buyer, 
In other words, coming out of another brand truck, Cars Direct, once again, is telling us that that's worth $2,000 towards a new Gladiator. So if you're getting out of a Chevy Colorado or a Nissan Frontier or something different than a Jeep and you're thinking about buying a Gladiator, go over to your Jeep dealer because you'll get an extra $2,000 off. Pays to check out these deals. And we're going to check out the Mustang Mach-E when we come back on Cruise Control. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Don't forget, check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out the podcast edition. It's all there, cruisecontrolradio.com. We've been talking a lot about reveals at the L.A. Auto Show, and the, the, the lead-off batter was the Mustang Mach-E, Les Jackson. Um... We used to call it a Mustang-inspired crossover. It is really a Mustang. Uh, I had a chance to see it in New York. Ford was nice enough to bring one to New York uh, right after the uh, Sunday reveal, Sunday evening reveal. Uh, and it was pretty exciting. We wanted to know more about it. So Christina Sanders, who is the U.S. Consumer Marketing Manager for Mach-E, is with us. Christina, welcome to Cruise Control Radio. Thank you so much, Fred. Happy to be here. Well, I think it's an exciting vehicle. I mean, there was much hand-wringing amongst journalists saying, oh, what if they call this a Mustang? What's going to happen? It's a Mustang. I mean, I haven't driven it yet. Uh, not too many people have other than the uh, engineers. But the look of it, really exciting. And it's more than just a bit inspired by Mustang. There's a lot of, lot of Mustang in its DNA. Absolutely. Yeah, this is the first time in 55 years that we're expanding the Mustang lineup. So it's, it's an exciting time. Um, but to your point, I mean, the designers did a phenomenal job with the exterior design, with the deep sloping roof, the shark nose front. We have the tri-bar tail lamps and headlamps. Um, and then the interior is, is equally amazing. But to your point also, it can't just look like a Mustang. It has to drive like one. So the engineers have done a phenomenal job. With the performance, we have um, 0 to 60 in the mid-three-second range, and our performance edition delivers 459 horsepower with 612 foot-pound foot of torque. So we're really excited about it. Uh, this thing is a, is a screamer. And by the way, why not uh, call this a, a Mustang? You know, if years ago, if, if uh, Mustang had come out with, say, a station wagon version, people would have loved it. You know, as long as it, as you say, as long as it performed like a Mustang, and you know, we've got a legendary name, uh, you've got the legendary looks, it makes perfect sense. I, I think people are going to love this thing. So far, we've gotten really great feedback from both um, the Mustang community. We had a number of presidents and members of the Mustang clubs come and see it before reveal, and they're all equally excited about it. Again, it's not replacing their V8s or any. Anything else, this is just a new horse in the stable, and it's a way to modernize and electrify the Mustang portfolio and for people that need more space. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Absolutely. But there was even uh, Ford even released a short film about it. There was some Bill Ford initially thought maybe this shouldn't be called a Mustang, but uh, Jim Hackett kind of uh, convinced him, didn't he? Well, he w- he wasn't convinced until he actually saw the specs and got to ride in it. Okay. Um, you know, the the engineers did a lot of testing, and we've had some some of the classic Mustang engineers who've worked on a number of programs over the years. This is the first time they've ever taken a non-Ford performance vehicle to the simulator um, and actually have done done all the simulations on it. And until they had it um, driving like a Mustang, they, they weren't going to officially call it like that. So Bill Ford was very, um, he, he waited until it was just right in order to actually confirm that it would be a Mustang. You know, it's, it's so cool. Uh, especially, you know, with all the power you're talking about, this is this thing is incredibly fast. But you got a great range too, 300 miles. Uh, you know, is right yep. up there at the top. Yeah, well, we know entering into the market, we're bringing in no compromise on any electrification. So this is a true performance vehicle, 300 mile range, um, and we're also offering a built-in charging network for our customers. So they don't have to worry about, you know, can I find a charger or anything like that. Right. We, we're launching Ford Pass Charging Network with over 12,500 chargers in the network that they can access through their vehicle or through Ford Pass on their phone. So just kind of making that ease of mind for anyone that's kind of worried about, will I be able to find a charger on the road when I'm out and about? And what's interesting, Les, is uh, this will the, those charging areas will come up on the uh, navigation system, and uh, it will kind of let you know, like, hey, if you need to charge, there's a charger not that far away. So it, you guys have done the best as far as uh, alleviating any any range anxiety. Exactly, it's it's a cloud based navigation system, so it will adjust your range due to temperature or elevation or, you know, knowing where your trip is planned. And if you were saying, I'm going from, from New York to D.C. and I want to end up there with 40% charge, it will let you know along the way where it recommends you charging. And if you're saying, oh, but I want to stop where there's a coffee shop nearby or a place to grab lunch, then it will readjust um, on the go. And so you can, you know, stop for half an hour, 45 minutes, fill up a bit, and then continue on your drive. Yeah, and you, you can fill up, uh, it, it will charge and give you some pretty significant range in that short amount of charging time. Yeah, we're estimating about 47 miles in 10 minutes, um, or you can fill up 10 to 80% in about 40 minutes. So, so that's on the DC fast charge. If you're at home, you can get um, one of the Ford-connected wall box stations, so in your garage, connected to the 220 volt. And it will charge zero to 100 in about eight hours. So if you come home at night and you plug it in, by the next morning you're ready to go again. Yeah, unless they're working Wait. working with, I believe, Amazon to get uh, some of the electrical work done at in uh, people's homes. I believe that's what was said during yes, the break. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. So you can call, and Amazon will help send over an electrician and, and install the wall box and everything. So it's very easy and seamless for you. It's basically like getting a dryer installed in your uh, in your garage. Basically, it's the same kind of two hundred twenty volt uh, outlet. So pretty easy for an electrician, right, Les? Absolutely, uh, and you know, and it's it, basically any home built in the last thirty years can 
pretty well accommodate the uh, the extra load. Um, Christina, I was curious. I'm assuming that you'll be able to get all of the the uh, the the trim and colors and things that the usual that the regular Mustang has in it. Uh, is there is there anything different that's going to be offered that way? Well, we'll have um, some some of the classic Mustang colors. We're bringing grabber blue. Um, to the GT and to the first edition, so that's exciting. We have a few different series. We have the base series, which we're calling Select, and that starts around $43,895. And then we'll go up to the premium version, and then we'll also have the, the GT and a GT Performance Edition. So for the Mustang loyalists, they'll be able to choose their, their configuration. And actually, you can go on to Ford.com or visit a, a dealer today and place a $500 fully refundable deposit and you can hold your place in line for when the order bank opens next summer. Um, and you can fully configure your vehicle and play around with the colors and different series that you can you can test out to see what you want. That is big online fun. <laughs> Configuring cars, you know, <laughs> yeah, def- you're right. definitely is. And just to just to say again, the the Mach E GT Performance Edition, uh, zero to mm-hmm. they are targeting zero to sixty in the mid three second range with an estimated 459 horsepower. So, you know, the the thing, if people say, well, electric cars, oh, it's going to be this little motor and it's like a go-kart or something. I mean, 459 is a number that fits very well with the internal combustion car numbers of today. So there's there's no loss there. Matter of fact, it's probably a gain in, in many cases. And... Um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the thinking that went into the vehicle. You, I know you did a lot of um, clinics and things like that with people, what they wanted, um, and kind of comparing other electric cars that are out there, which is the benefit, I think, of waiting a little bit uh, to bring this out. Um, before the break, one of the big things, it seems obvious, but uh, other electric car manufacturers haven't thought about this, you actually put a speedometer in front of the driver uh, as opposed to Mm -hmm. others that have had just the big screen in the middle. You have the big screen in the middle, but you also have the speedometer in front of the driver, which seems like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? But other manufacturers have not done that. Yeah, we we wanted to keep the space really minimalist and, you know, the interior really simple, but when we were going through and talking with customers, they wanted the big screen, so we have a 15-and-a-half-inch large center screen, but they still wanted that key information, such as, like you said, the speed and the range, and um, if they're using any of our driver-assist technologies, which are going to be on the vehicle, it's all right in front of you, so you don't have to look to the side in order to know all that key information. Yeah. It, once again, it seems like a no-brainer to have people transition to an electric vehicle you want to keep some of the controls uh, familiar to them, and uh, and that's what you've done. So, hey, we are going to be right back with more about the Ford Mustang Mach-E with Christina Sanders, who is the U.S. Consumer Marketing Manager for the Mach-E. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We will be right back with plenty more information. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. 
Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. We have a great guest here, Christina Sanders, who is the U.S. Consumer Marketing Manager for the Mach-E Mustang. And it is just an exciting vehicle. I had a chance to look at it in New York. And Christina, you know, you there's so many little things about it. I even put a video up of the turn signal that's very cool with the tri-bar lights and the and the cool uh, the cool yellow turn signal underneath it. But uh, the other thing I noticed that there are no door handles really. Well, there's one little door handle uh, on the uh, driver's side, but uh, you kind of have uh, like an old school hot rod technique: door poppers, buttons. Um, which makes it a lot sleeker aerodynamically and a lot different. Yeah, exactly. So we're calling them the e-latch door handles. And um, to your point, it's it's a button, and you actually go up and push it, and the door handle or the door will present itself about 40 millimeters out. And then you can use in the front um, a little, it's a fixed handle, so it doesn't actually move to pull it open. Or in the back, you just pull open the door from the side, and it's very easy to get it open. Um, the other thing is that we have phone as a key, and so you actually you can get the traditional key fob, but you can also program your phone to be the key, so you don't need to bring the key fob. And when you're approaching the vehicle, it will recognize you, and at a certain distance, will you know light up the vehicle, show the pony puddle lamp, and then when you get up to the vehicle, the door will be unlocked. You can open it up, um, get in the car, and and drive off without having a traditional key fob. So that's also an exciting feature. Boy, oh boy. I, you know, I just, I just love everything about this. I, I for some reason, uh, this whole thing has appealed to me since I found out about it. Uh, very much like when I was in school, the original Mustang came out. Of course, we were always, we were all right down there waiting for the dealerships to open so we could run in and see them. Um, mm-hmm. th- this, um, what, if you if you order one, um, I will they be will the waiting time be particularly short or uh, so what sort of capacity reservations is there? Are, yeah, reservations are opened up now. You can go on to four dot com or to your local dealer and place a five hundred dollar fully fundable refundable deposit, and that will get your place in line. Um, but deliveries won't begin until next fall. So you have a, a little less than a year to kind of wait. Um, but in the meantime, you know, you'll be able to continue looking at the specs. We'll be sending, sending more information out. And, but online you can go, there's a couple different theories and then you can choose between two different size battery packs, the standard range or the extended range. And then another exciting thing about this new Mustang is that we also now have all wheel drive available. You can get the real wheel drive, um, which will give you that. 300 mile range and performance metrics for that one, but the all-wheel drive, which will be optimized for, you know, conditions on the Northeast for the snow and um, rain and all of that type of stuff that Mustang has never had before. Very cool. Very cool. And um, we should talk about the storage and the interior room. Remember, this was built to be an electric car, so it's not like some of the first electric cars where there'll be like 
uh, well, let's just add a battery and whoops, there goes your trunk space. There's a lot of storage in this vehicle. There's a traditional hatch that you open up in the back, which has tremendous storage, even has a kind of a unique um, uh, area cover uh, that comes up with the, uh, with the hatch. There's a lot of room there. And then you also have a frunk, which uh, has some room in the front for some luggage, right? Yeah, it's actually, it's great. So the front trunk is under the hood and it's rubberized and it has a drain. So you can fully wash it out and and you can drain from the bottom. Um, it fits a traditional carry-on suitcase plus, a, you know, another bag or two. But then you can also throw in your muddy boots after hiking and wash it out. Or you can even put in ice and put in your favorite beverages and kind of make it a cooler. <laughs> so we think there's going to be a lot of versatility with the front trunk, which we're really excited about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And while we're on the front of the vehicle, we should... Um say that it actually does have a grill, unlike some other electric cars. And the grill is used for cooling the batteries. And it's an active grill, right? It has shutters in it, I believe. Yeah, it's active grill shutters. And so they'll, um, you know, open and close depending to regulate the battery temperature. Yeah. Um, So, you know, for electric vehicles, obviously overheating or having it cool affects the, the range and the charging for it. So this will help with the stability of the battery temperature. And the battery is really neat, to your point about the cargo space. We have it at the, the bottom of the vehicle across the full wheel wheelbase. And so it sits pretty low, which makes it a really low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So the handling on, on the Mustang mach is is really phenomenal. It has great handling. And on the GT edition, we'll have magnetized suspension, so even better um, and more exciting handling. Wow. And so that also opens up the, the base, the floor, so the interior is completely flat. You don't have any transmission or things to climb over at the flat back seat and then to your to what you said the cargo space in the back is also you know quite large and you can fold down the seats and and put in skis or snowboards or luggage golf bags whatever you want to want to add in there's plenty of room even less they had a, a darren palmer <laughs> their ford executive there yeah. uh, was uh he's six foot six a big gentleman and he could fit in the back seat i saw him get in <laughs> and and fit and have headroom well, yeah, we've had a lot of great feedback. People say, you know, I can sit back here and I could sit here for a long time. And these are tall, tall, big gentlemen. And um, there's there's plenty of room in the way that we've designed the roof line. Actually, it's a steep slope to match the Mustang. But there's, you know, an extra two or three inches of headroom designed in that you can't really see. Um, but the ads, you know, for the back, it really opens it up. And so this this Mustang is all about bringing people with you and, and your tribe together so that you can, you know, or more than just the two two seater coupe. Yeah, really, really cool. And of course, you know, you're going to have uh, passengers in this thing all the time, so uh, it makes sense what you've done. It doesn't look tall, uh, you know, in the in the pictures, but obviously it, it is taller. Um, it's just it's just you know, it's Ford just seems to have really thought this out really well. Yeah, there were a lot of passionate people involved in the project who've worked on a number of Mustang programs in the past, as well as, you know, some new thinking. And, and we really, you know, customer first is always our motto, but this was a lot of customer testing and feedback. We were bringing modular units around to test out different aspects of it with the interior and the exterior, and we've had phenomenal response so far. Um, it's really designed all around the customer, it's, you know, human-centered design, 
thinking through how they would use it on a daily basis. For example, we have wireless phone charging for the driver's seat. So you can just put your phone down and it will start charging. But for the passenger, we found that people still want to have their phone in their hand. And so we have, you know, USB and charging outlets so that the passenger can be charging their phone but still have it um, sitting with them. Yes, and we so just little little aspects like that um, are really coming through to kind of show that that customer first mentality. We should also talk about over the air uh, updates as well. That's part of it, and um, you know, uh, there's also some self driving, which they didn't really get into too much, uh, but there is a system that will be in there for for that type of uh, scenario, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of um, driver-assist technologies that come standard on the vehicle, even in the base base vehicle. Um, but you'll be able to get, you know, active park assist, which will park itself. And then one of our first over-the-air updates um, will actually be the active drive assist, which will talk, you know, help with lane centering and, you know, do a drive along the highway. It will stay in the lane and have ad- adaptive cruise control, so you can really. Um, you know, take that that stress out of your day, which will be really nice. Yeah. Have you, with, with over-the-air updates, it will just continue to get better and better with the life of the vehicle. Have you, uh, what, what's your experience with it? What's your takeaway? You've probably uh, experienced it and maybe even drove it. Yeah, so I haven't actually had the chance to drive it yet. I can't wait, but I had the opportunity to, to ride in it um, last week when we were in L.A. for the reveal, and man, it's so fun. They were doing zero to 60s and then um, going through cones and seeing the handling, and it really stays low to the ground, and um, you're not rolling over too much because of that battery weight at the bottom. All right. Um, well, but with electric vehicles, it's instant torque and acceleration, and so your zero to 60 just feels like a bullet out of a. I I mean, it's, it's so fast. Well, Christina, Very exciting. if people want information on the Mach-E and get that configuration going, where should they go? You can either go to your local dealer or you can go to Ford.com, and there's a Mach-E reveal site, and on that site you'll be able to click on and reserve yours today. All right. We appreciate you uh, coming in and uh, talking about this, and we look forward to driving it in the future. Thanks a lot, Christina, and it's time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.